This is Hillary. And this is Molly. And this is the Ham Podcast. Did that go? Yeah, that was good. Okay. Okay, so this is our first episode. We've had a little bit of technical difficulty. I'm so grateful for um, my husband that can set us up on his, I've taken over his podcast room and... Um, so yeah, we're going to start this new adventure of a podcast. We both love podcasts and listen to podcasts on the regular. And, and I kind of thought that we listened to the same podcast, but I recently found out that you listen to podcasts that I've never even heard of. Yeah. I mean, you were telling me podcasts that you listen to, and I was telling you podcasts that I listen to. And I think there was only like maybe two podcasts that we listened to together. Yeah, which is weird because I felt like I knew all the good podcasts. <laughs> and I thought I did. So obviously we were wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's all kind of the same. So like we both listen to a lot of like the true crime murder type stuff. Um, and then also I think just people who just kind of shoot the shit and um, talk about funny stuff. So we, I think want to just make a podcast that we would want to listen to. Yeah. I would listen to us. I would listen to us too. I think we're pretty funny. Maybe that's narcissistic. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, we don't really know where this podcast is going to go or exactly, you know, what we're going to talk about every episode. And we've got a few things lined up. I know that I recently saw a preview for this new show that's coming out on Netflix, but not for like another month. Um, and it's called Sexy Beasts, um, which Netflix is pretty, I don't know. What's that last, did you watch the last dating show that came out on Netflix? The one it was, they were in the pods. What was it called? Um, in the pods? They were like in these pods. I can't believe you, you didn't watch it. No. It was like these people and they dated in these pods and then they got released into the world and got married. It was. It's almost like the show At First Sight. Have you seen that show, At First Sight? Uh, Do you watch any no. reality TV? Yeah, I watch like The Bachelor. And okay, I don't watch that. I watch um, this other one that's like based in Vegas. I can't remember what it's called, but... I just started watching the celebrity dating game, but I mean, okay. It's called love is blind. Oh, it's because they, did you watch it? And it had like the girl that was like a lot older than the guy. And she like was real hung up on that. And I don't know. It was, it was a good show. I, I really enjoyed it. It kept me watching. Kept you on your toes. Yes. But so this new dating show that they have coming out, is called Sexy Beasts, and it's very wild. Like, I, I almost thought it was a joke when I – did you watch the preview? Yeah, I watched the preview that you sent me, and they're, like, wilding out with some crazy costumes. They're, it's, like, furries. Yeah. I don't know. Which, I it's like, borderline – <laughs> it's very strange it's an interesting concept and so yeah I think it'll be really fun to kind of like watch that show and kind of talk about it on our podcast um, but that doesn't come out for another month so we didn't really want to wait because we've kind of been talking about doing a podcast for 
a while. Yeah. And then we both made excuses and didn't do it mainly just me, but yeah. Me too. Like life goes by fast. But so, um, you know, me and Molly, how long have we known each other now? I want to say since like 2017. Yes. Yeah, that sounds accurate. And so, I mean, do you want to explain how we know each other? Um, yeah, so Hillary took a chance on me and hired me um, to be one of her employees. Um, we both work in the customer service environment. And so at first, um, I lived in a small town and I was looking to move to what we call the big city. But um, anyways, I moved up here and um she took a chance and hired me and so i was her employee and um then we just became really good friends after that yeah i was your boss yeah it was weird (laughs) (laughs) it it wasn't probably weird then but like now it's kind of funny to think about like how i was how i was your boss um but yeah that was really fun i I think it's interesting because, yeah, you moved from a super small town and I was like kind of worried about it. I was like, I don't know if she's going to make it up here in the big (laughs) up here in the big city with this with this country, this country bumpkin. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it was really weird because we instantly became like really good friends. I don't know. I could like confide into you about things that were going on in my life. And both of our, like, crazy dating experiences and just stuff like that. So, it was really easy. It was a good transition for me. We were both single. And now we're both not single. But at the time, we were both single. Now I'm married. You're engaged to be married, which is super exciting. And, um, you know, we kind of got to see each other go through these, like, crazy kind of roller coaster relationships that were we both kind of were like on the other side I think (laughs) like we were talking about this the other day so um but that's all that's another podcast yeah where we're going to talk about our dating nightmares and um some funny interesting dating stories but what we what we were going to talk about in this first episode um is just kind of you know, I, I don't expect this to be necessarily a true crime podcast because obviously like that's been done over and over again, but I would have to say everyone's talking about murder these days. We might as well talk about it. It's entry. It's intriguing. It's interesting to both of us. And so we were kind of talking about what kind of got us interested in, in the true crime world and things like that. Um, and so what was your case that you had said really interested you? So I'm a little bit younger than you. And whenever I was in high school, yeah, way to bring that up. (laughs) Rub it in. Hey, I just, I have to say it. Um, but whenever I was, I think in middle school or maybe high school, um, the Natalie, Natalie Holloway case, um, that was going on, Um, where she got abducted in Aruba. Um, Anyways, that really got me interested into 
like crime and things that are going on. And it was really, um, it was really, I don't, I don't know the word, but anyways, it was on like every news known to mankind and all of that. And so, um, I started watching it and following it and all of that. And then, um, as an adult, I started watching like this Netflix series about John Benet Ramsey. And so then I like reached out to you and I was like, I need podcasts. And anyways, I took a deep dive into the true crime podcast world and I don't think I've ever gotten out of it. I just love true crime. It's so good. Me too. And and my husband laughs at me because I will not watch a scary movie. Like he tries all the time to get me to watch like The Conjuring. Like he does it to punish me. And I'm like, I will not. That is scary. I do not like it. And he's like, this is not real. Like the stuff you listen to is like heinous and murdery. And that doesn't like you can fall asleep peacefully to that. Like after listening to that, but you can't watch a, a little scary ghost story. No, I'm the same way. I literally am the same way. I will not watch any scary movies. But I will say sometimes whenever I'm listening to those podcasts, I get really scared. Like if I'm walking to my car or like I'll get in my car and I'll look in my back seat to make sure there's no boogeyman <laughs> back there. Um, but I don't know. It's It's different. It's different than like exorcisms and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think it's just made me like more aware of my surroundings. Like I remember growing up and I like my mom, whenever I'd go to the mall or whatever, she'd be like, don't park next to any vans. And I just thought she was being like absolutely ridiculous, you know? Um, and now though, I like will not park next to a van. Like it does creep me out. Or like you hear, you know, you see that stuff on like social media where people say, I don't know how real a lot of that stuff is where people say they are being followed and things like that at the stores. But I'm definitely more aware of my surroundings. But I would have to say the most impact that listening to true crime has had on me is like, I'm now more aware of like my, when I go out in a group, I'm more paying attention to like my friends and what's going on with them. Like not necessarily me or I'll see like women and it looks like they're on like a first date. Maybe they're not feeling it. I was laughing because <laughs> I went to a bachelorette party like several months ago. Um, we went to, where did we go? Uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And we were at this little Irish pub, which was not Irish at all. I was more Irish than anyone in that place. I've been to Ireland twice and you know, I couldn't let one podcast episode go without talking about my Ireland trip, but, um, I was more Irish than anyone in that place. They had, they were playing like American music and, but it was called the copper penny and it's supposed to be Irish. And I told the after a couple pints, uh, I told the waitress, I was like, I'm more Irish than anyone in here. Um, and she said, yeah, probably. And then was like, do you want to drink or what? Like, she didn't give a shit. She's <laughs> like, listen, lady, order your drink and get on down the road. But anyway, we were leaving the Copper Penny and there's this girl outside and she was like vomiting. And this guy was like holding her hair and we're driving away. I wasn't driving. I'll put that out there. Uh, but <laughs> our driver was driving us away and I made them stop the car and I yelled out the window. I was like, do you know him? 
and she like looked they both <laughs> look at me and she's like yeah he's my husband and i was like okay and then we drove off but i was like i don't believe her i think that that man was trying to i don't know it worried me but i notice things like that now where i used to like not notice kind of or think about that kind of thing i'll just be like oh whatever um and now i notice or i think like what if I were to go missing? Like, would anybody look for me? That's my biggest question. Like, or what I photos? Every time I upload a photo to Facebook, I'm like, would this be used on the news? <laughs> Am I comfortable with that? <laughs> right. Right. No, I mean, I started listening to podcasts probably like two years ago or a year ago. And I went to the local Walmart and I was followed and it really scared me. And I went, I had to go up to the person and, you know, say, Hey, like this man is following me and they had to walk me out to my car. I mean, he followed me every single aisle that I went on. He followed me to that aisle and he was like really like stalkery. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like you have nothing in your hands. And you're just following me. He, like, even went to the checkout line. It was crazy. And so, anyways, I just, I don't like to go anywhere by myself anymore. And if I do, I just look around all and people watch even more than I did before. That is so creepy. But I still, I love to go places by myself. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I've got, a when I go out of the house and I have, like, chores or, like, tasks to do, I used to be the type of gal that would like recruit people to come with me on like my damn and running. But now I'm like, I want to get in and get out like a short dick, you know, just real quick. <laughs> 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 I mean, truthfully. But, um, so well, I was about to say something. I totally forgot what it was. The Walmart thing. Oh, I was going to ask you if you had like a, if I go missing folder. Like I've always thought about making one of those, but I don't know. I've heard about them. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've never heard about them, but. It's like a folder that's got like your passwords and like stuff like that in it. So where like if you were to go missing, people could get on and like look at your credit card, you know, transactions or your emails or. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Did your Sorry, AirPod just know. start working again? Yes, I don't know what's going on. It's crazy. That's weird. Okay, so anyway, so it's a it's a go it's a if I go missing folder. No, I've never heard of that. Literally, if I went missing, I mean Austin knows everything, so he would be able to get in there, but um you remember like What if he's whenever... the one that made you go missing? <laughs> I mean, I guess my parents are figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you remember, like, whenever we were kids and we, um, we like, what is it? Like, you go to the school and then you fill out, like, this paper and they take your prints and all of that kind of stuff. I do remember um, that. I, I was, well, I did that whenever I was a kid. And so, I mean, they have my fingerprints. I don't know if fingerprints change. I mean, I would assume that they change. But um, anyways, I I was reading about this online or something the other day. And um, this little kid went missing. And the only way they found them was because he did that. 
those prints when he was little. It's like identikit or something like that. I remember that. Yes, I think yes. I found mine not too long ago. I mean, we don't have sponsors, but if they want to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, I, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I'm surprised that, it, do they still do that? I mean, I don't have kids. Like, I don't have a child in like a small child. I have a stepdaughter, but I don't have like a small child. So I don't even know if they do that anymore. Know if they do it anymore either i mean i have no kids i feel like now more than ever they need to do need to do it <laughs> yeah because i feel like people are getting snatched up left and right and, and i mean like, i don't like it's it's ridiculous i feel like when i was younger and i'm sure you growing up in a small town it was the same thing you'd like just go run the streets in your neighborhood for like hours nowadays it's like i don't yeah. even want i don't even let my stepdaughter like if she gets too far out of like sight from our house, I'm like, where is she at? Yeah. Um, whenever I was little, like my mom, she wouldn't like, she would be like, all right, you're going outside and you're playing until it's dark and you're not coming in before. And like, even in the summertime, like whenever we were home, obviously, you know, when we were little, she wouldn't like let us go out and play. But like when we were old enough to be outside, she would she would make us go outside and play. She would be like, "You're not coming in until, and you're not going exactly. in and out." She was like, "Pick one." Yeah, you know? you're and not. So we're not we running in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I so, did. I don't know. Just, have you heard about? I have searched high and low about this case that got me into true crime, um, and I haven't. I have yet to find a podcast that's covered it. I even tried today to like search and figure out like what has gone on with it now because I mean, it's kind of a crazy story um, and I wasn't really able to find anything. But anyway, it's the Wendy Maldonado. Um, well, actually it was her husband, Aaron Maldonado that was murdered. Have you heard about that? Uh-uh. Okay. No. So. I have not. There when did was this happen? it happened in 2005. So there was a um, in like in 2005 two, I was literally Okay, here we go. Here you what? go. Go ahead, tell them how old were you? <laughs> in 2005 I was literally like 6. 6. I was like 7. I was like yeah. 9. I don't know. I was little. So you definitely weren't watching HBO. I was. I had my I had my own play. 2005. Okay, in 2005, I was 17. Or, yeah, 16 or 17. I'm not great at math, but... Anyways, uh, this happened in 2005, but I actually saw this documentary. Um, Like, oh, when was it? 2010-ish, maybe 2008? Um, but it was on HBO and it was called every effing day of my life. Uh, originally it was called one minute to nine and I don't know why that is, but they changed it to every fucking day of my life. And that's because in the nine one one call, they asked her something like, did he hurt you? And she was like, every fucking day of my life. 
So it's like this crazy murder story. I'm going to tell you about it. Um, it's about this lady who lived in Oregon, Oregon. Um, and it was Wendy Maldonado. And she was married to this guy, Aaron. And I guess they were like high school sweethearts. Like they dated all through high school, but she got pregnant at 17 and ended up like marrying him. And, um, they had four kids and yeah. And he was like a real creep. Like I just remember in the documentary, like he was, he would have like, okay, do you remember? I don't know if you had, maybe you were too young. I don't know. (laughs) But like families that had like those big video cameras and they would, you would just like take them to like all the family functions and like, I don't know. Did your family have a video camera? Yeah, we had a video camera. My dad would video like at basket or like softball games and like on Christmas day and yeah. So this, they had like a video camera and like, so it's showing all these home videos of them. And he was just like a creepy motherfucker. Honestly, he was really creepy. Like these ones, he would like kill a deer and then like, he'd have like the dead deer carcass and he'd like have it like, moving around like a it was just creepy and then this one he had like this deer blood and he like kept licking it it was disgusting anyway he's super creepy and I guess he like totally just like beat the shit out of Wendy and his kids like on the daily like just beat the shit out of them and uh so it's so funny it's not funny that's that's the wrong word. It's so weird because all the neighbors knew this was going on and none of them did shit like no one did a thing about it like in this documentary, they're all talking like, yeah, his beater black and blue from sometimes it would start in the morning and last till the nighttime. And I'm like, and he didn't like call the police, bro, like anything. So basically what happened is um, on April 30th. So she, there were four sons. Um, the oldest one was 16 and the, other two, there was a set of twins that were 15 and then one that was 13. So four sons. Um, and then the oldest son is Randy. And he made like an anonymous call to the police at like 2 a.m. And like, I, I don't know what was said in the anonymous call, but he called the police. And so the police showed up at her house and Randy and Wendy, the son and the mom, they both like went out in the yard met with the police and basically claimed that the dad, Aaron was asleep. But what was really happening was that like this guy, Aaron, the dad, he like had all these like surveillance cameras all over the property. Um, and basically surveilled them constantly to make sure that like, if he wasn't home, that they were like doing what they were supposed to, or that she didn't like leave the house or have anyone come over. So he was like watching them talk to the police. So they had to like go out there and basically tell the police there was nothing going on. This was on April 30th. I like two in the morning, but then I guess, you know, when the police left, apparently the neighbors stopped the police and beg them to like go back. They're like, Hey, you need to go back. And they wouldn't go back. The police wouldn't. And so then like, I guess a couple hours later, the dad finally did go to bed and Wendy went in to check on him. I don't know really what she was checking on, but anyway, I guess he woke up and he like grabbed her by the arm and like threatened for the bajillionth time 
to kill her. Like, he is crazy. And so she, like, leaves the bedroom, whatever, and goes out in the hall and, like, basically tells her son, like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, that's it. I've had enough. I'm going to kill him. It's, like, 4 a.m. at this point. Um, and so, so let me stop you for just a second so I can get this story straight. So yeah. the, uh, the son called the police and the police showed up and then, um, the police left and then the police wouldn't come back again. And so then they're just like, he's just like beating her and there's like proof of him beating her. And then he, they don't take him to jail. I don't think that they knew. They didn't really look into it. I feel like. Like, they went there because, I guess, the oldest son made an anonymous police call and just said, hey, you might want to go check out this house. And they went and checked it out. But then the mom and the son, like, went outside and was like, no, everything's fine. I don't know why you would have gotten a call. That's what I don't understand, like, about people. in. And then the neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors were like, hey, please don't leave. Like, go back. Like, look further into it. And I guess they wouldn't. But, I mean, joke's on them because he freaking got killed later, like, a few hours later. Um, She, like, you know, he was acting all crazy. And she goes in to check on him. He threatens to kill her for the bajillionth time. She comes back out and she's like, I'm fucking done. I'm killing this asshole. And (laughs) seriously, I know it sounds crazy, but, like, I don't know. Enough's enough. So anyway, so this is the weird part. She said that her and her son, Randy, which I guess he's like been beating these kids. Like one of the kids said that like the beatings started before he was even in school. Like he would just beat the hell out of these kids. Um, And so she said that uh, her and the oldest son, they like basically said the Lord's prayer together. And then they got, it's really, it's really creepy they got a hammer and a hatchet and they both went in the bedroom and freaking bludgeoned bludgeoned this guy to death like gosh you can watch the documentary on youtube okay it is it's pretty graphic there's like brain matter and stuff they like show pictures of the mattress he was laying on you get to listen to the 911 call like i just remember watching this and so what if what basically the documentary is about is because you know she ends up Calling 911 afterwards, telling 911, like, I just killed my husband. And she doesn't go, like, there's so much evidence of him, like, beating her. So, like, when the police get there to check, like, the scene and everything, there's all these pictures on the wall that these kids have drawn. Because I think they homeschooled these kids. I don't even think these kids were allowed to go to school. Like, this guy was such a psycho. Well, I mean, could you imagine, like... If the kids go to school with all these bruises and bumps, then CPS is going to be asking all kinds of questions, you know? Yeah. So underneath all these, like, pictures that these kids have drawn, there's, like, holes in the wall. There's, like, hundreds of holes in the wall from, like, this size, like, where this guy's, like, gone crazy and knocked holes in the wall. And all of these people, like, testify about seeing him, like, just, like, beat the hell out of her in the car, in the house, in the yard, Um, and then, but she doesn't go to a jury trial. They take a plea deal, which is crazy to me because I feel like a jury probably wouldn't have convicted her. They probably would have like, which they said she wasn't in immediate danger. Like, yes, he beat her and stuff, but like, he wasn't an active threat at the time that they killed him. That's kind of what the 
um, prosecution had said. Yeah. Which, I mean, <clears throat> I agree. But at the same time, like, uh, you have enough. You have enough, you know. Right. So, anyways, she goes to jail for 10 years. Only 10? Um, only 10 years. For She uh, takes a plea deal. Um. At, for first degree manslaughter and the son who actually he did help kill his dad, which is pretty crazy. Um, he pleaded guilty to second degree manslaughter and he did six years. But get this. So he gets out of prison. And then he can't even visit his mom because he's now a convicted felon. So he couldn't even visit his mom in prison once he got out, which is crazy. So I like Googled this because I was like, I did not know that if you're a felon, you couldn't visit someone in prison, which I guess it depends on the prison. Like some prisons, there's like a time requirement. Like you have to have been a felon or like your case has to be like two years past. Or right. Yeah. But I never knew that about. No, about I that. So did they both, like the son and the mom, did they both, um, did the mom serve like 10 years to the day or in, in the son, did he serve six years to the day or did they get out on like good behavior or anything like that? I'm pretty sure they served their whole term because, okay, so he died, like the murder happened on May 1st of 2005 and she got out of jail in May of 2016. So I'm pretty sure she did like her full 10 years. And so did he do his six years. This is what I found super interesting. I found out, I was trying to find out like, cause this was a long time ago and I want to know like what happened, but the whole premises of the documentary is basically showing her she's a about, you know, she pled guilty. So it's not like she's got to wait for a trial and yeah. like cross her fingers that she doesn't get, you know, charged. But, um, since she's pleading guilty, she has like 30 days and then she's like going to go to prison basically for 10 years. And so the show is about, I think like the 10 days leading up to her going to prison. And um, it's very interesting. And I remember I, I watched it. I watched it with a friend. We like got real riled up about this. We're like, she should not be in prison. You know, she's applied for clemency. Two governors have declined her um, clemency. And, um, we like wrote her a letter. I wrote her a letter, like legit paper and penned it snail mail to her. Did you ever so yeah, someone wrote me back, but I don't know who it was. I can't remember the exact details. Like me and my friend that watched this documentary, um, we both wrote her a letter and we were like fired up about this. We we're like, she should not be in jail. Like, you know, it's crazy. Um, which now that I'm older, I do kind of think like you can't just kill someone and like not go to jail. Yeah. I expect to just get off scotch. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, yes, yeah, she probably should have been in prison. I feel like it was still worth it. 10 years ain't shit. <laughs> like, yeah. but now you can get out and like, maybe she'll meet a guy. Like maybe she got some therapy in there. I don't know. But what I found actually pretty interesting, too, is that so Randy gets out of prison, which is the son, and he marries the daughter 
of another inmate that his mom had met at the prison. So basically his mom is in prison for murder, but she's still like hooking. She's like playing the dating game for her son. He's providing extracurricular services. I guess I'm like, she's hooking it up like a tow truck. That's a hell of a meet cute. Like, what do you tell your kids? Like, yes, I remember I met your mom. She, her mom was in prison and my mom was in prison. It was like match made in heaven. Like (laughs) her mom was in prison for, you know, murdering her sister. And my mom was in prison for murdering my dad. It's a hell of a love story. Right. I mean, yeah. I just thought that was so weird. Like, so my question is, is what happened to the 13 and the 15 year old dude? I tried to Google could not find it. I'm like wondering, like, did they like, I'm assuming maybe they probably lived with her parents. I don't know. And then my question is just because I am a creep. Like, I want to know, like, do they have normal lives? Did they end up being like, just complete like heathens and living a life of crime or like because their dad was such a creep surely some of that shit's genetic right like i don't know um no that's crazy i mean i feel like if i like did they go into cps my my question is is if she had a good set of parents or he had a good set of parents why the hell didn't those parents step in and get like if they knew that the beatings were going on, like a kid isn't going to lie about it. You know what I mean? Like they're going to be straight up honest, like, Hey, he's fucking beating me. And why didn't they file for like, uh, I don't know, custody or something. I don't know. I think he like kept him real alienated. And so I don't think that they like had a chance to do that. That's That's what it, that's what it made it sound like that. They were just like very alienated. It's a, They're a very strange family just from watching the videos. Like, it just kind of seemed like it's very weird. Very strange. Um, But, yeah, he was super creepy. But there's, like, an article that People Magazine did on her when she got out. And she was just talking about how, like, she still doesn't regret her decision because she thinks that if she wouldn't have killed him, like, they would be dead, basically. It was, like, it it was him or her and her kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's like, that's real. Like, that is an issue. Yeah, for sure. When you have no other choice. But anyways, I just remember that being like such a crazy documentary. You've got to watch it. Um, It's on HBO or it's on YouTube. It used to be on HBO. Um, And you got to watch it because, but I cannot believe that no one else has talked about this. Like I have searched high and low. I looked on Reddit. I've, I couldn't find hardly anything on Reddit, at least nothing within the last five years. Um, and I have searched Google. Um, I have searched every, like all the podcasts. I just like typed in like all the names, um, all the characters in this story. And I can't find anything about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like it was a while back, but still, I mean, that's a pretty big story to just come out and talk about. So I feel like if it was a podcast, it would have been known, you know? Yeah, yeah, I haven't found anything about it, but um, super interesting and really got me 
interested in watching like document, like I was hooked after that. I think I watched that documentary like five times. I like told everyone I knew about it and I was like, we got to watch this documentary. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, my obsession with like murder has only gotten worse since I watched that, which it sounds weird. It's like, I have an obsession with murder. It's not murder per se. It's like just, I don't know, like serial killers to me are interesting. Like clearly there's something wrong with these fuckers. But to me, it's like shit like this where it's like a one-off of like, you just like all of a sudden just like kill somebody that just really intrigues me. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite podcasts, I don't know if we can talk about this, but I think we can, um, is Park Predators, um, where they talk about, like, stuff that's happened in national parks. And that's probably my favorite one of all time. And I I really honestly don't ever want to go to a, a national park ever again. Like, because, really? like, they're just, it's just, like, one-off situations where some random-ass hobo that lives up in the woods just fucking kills some woman hiking with the hammer hills have ice type shit yeah crazy stuff i don't know the world is weird the world is so weird hmm. i haven't listened to that one but yeah i don't i uh, i haven't really been to any national parks like what's an example of a national park mount rushmore yeah and like yellow okay i wouldn't go there okay i want to go to yellowstone yeah me too but then I just kind of think about it and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, I feel like you don't go alone. Like, are these people going alone? Cause that's weird. No, like there's some like where the, they'll be hiking and they'll go alone, but some are like, like two people or husband and wife or. First of all, I'm not going to go hiking in a national park. Like, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a few selfies. I'm going to take a few pictures, maybe eat a sandwich okay <laughs> but i'm not gonna be hiking so like, i think i'm people, safe some people like go camping in national parks like there's actually like camping spots that you can camp at and so like if you go and camp who's to say that you're not just like camping in your camper and you're like outside cooking and your husband's inside mm -hmm. and this random ass guy or girl or whatever the hell they are just snatches you up and takes you into this cave and tortures you like i don't know it's just scary i think i would find a way to off my own self if i ever like it's like oh you want to tie me up and torture me like just give me the knife. I'll just end it myself because I'm exhausted and I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting back if I know it's a losing game. First off, I'm way too fat to be. And I'm gonna take and I'm gonna take the power from you. Oh yeah, you wanna murder me? Well, I'll murder myself. How about all that make you? I'll make you very mad when I murder myself and you don't get to do it. I mean, that's how I roll. I mean, I roll like if I ever get chased, I feel like I would die because uh, this girl can't run that fast. So, well, so something creepy happened to me. That's what I was going to tell you about earlier. Uh, on Saturday after work, I had a terrible 
I mean, I don't want to say I had a terrible day. Every day is a great day. But like it was just a very stressful day at work. Um, and I was just I was in a mood after work. And of course, I was running on fumes to get to work. And so I knew immediately after work, I had to go to the gas station to get gas. So I go over to the gas station. I go to pull the little lever to um, open up my gas tank. But instead, I accidentally open up my freaking hood. And I was just thinking, like, fuck this day. Um, and so <laughs> I was pissed because I was like, damn it. So then I was like, okay. So I go to put my card into the dang machine. And um, this guy pulls up next to me and opens his car door. And he's like at the other pump, like next, you know, there's like two sides to the pump. And he's like over there and he pulls up next to me, opens his door. And I can hear a kid like crying in the back seat. And he's like, hey, can you help me and my daughter, please? And I am just in this mood where I am like fucking hate everything. You're like, And I'm like, and I'm just kind of. It's almost just kind of like, what the fuck else could go wrong is what I'm thinking. So I just kind of look at him and I shake my head when I talk. I can't help it. And so I was kind of like, I just looked at him and I was like, with what? And I kind of like shook my head and I was like, with what? And he was like, well, you're shaking your head. So it's a no, you're not going to help me. It's a no. And I just kind of like rolled my eyes and I'm just like, Ugh. and I go, what, what do you need? And he's like, you're still shaking your head. So you're not going to help me. And then I was like, well, now I feel like an asshole. And so I just said, as I repeated myself for a third damn time. And I said, what do you need help with? And he's like, man, never mind. And he shuts his door and he drives off. And I'm just left standing there like, what just happened? Like, am I the asshole here? <laughs> like, I don't know if he needed money, if he needed gas. Yeah, if he, what like, if, yeah. what if he wanted to abduct me? I don't know. What if I was abducted? Clearly, I had enough gas to drive off. He didn't harass anybody else. He only harassed me. That's crazy. Yeah. It was like, I just, but I felt like an asshole. I was like, ah, oh, what if he needed money? I had a couple dollars I could have given him, I guess. But like, I was that kid screaming in the back seat. Like, I don't know. It was weird. And he had paper tags on his car. So I'm like, oh, that was a stimulus purchase. But, you know, <laughs> can't afford the tags. Yeah. Oh it was. It was crazy. But anyways, so yeah, that happened to me. It freaked me out. And stuff like that doesn't really, I normally don't give those people a time of day. Like I just keep, I just like ignore, you know, like when you're at the mall or something, the salespeople or whatever, try to talk to you. Like I just keep walking, you know, but when they're like right in your face, it's kind of hard to ignore it. You know how to curl your hair? Like my hair is fucking curled. Leave me or they'll be like, I really like your shirt. And you're wearing like the gayest fucking shirt on the planet. And you know, no one likes this shirt. Like, I don't even like this shirt. It literally was the only thing clean. And they're like, I like your shirt. And it's just to like get you in a conversation. You're like, you're full of shit. No one likes this shirt. Or like you'll got, be 
around in like Dillard's or something like that. And they'll be like, would you like, or you don't have makeup on that day. And they're like, would you like us to do your makeup for free? And I'm like, well, what are you saying? I look like fucking shit. Oh yeah. I hate going into like Ulta or Sephora if I don't have makeup on. Um, or even if I do, like if I don't have makeup on, I feel insecure that they don't think I know what, uh, I'm doing there. And if I do have makeup on, I think they think, oh, she really needs help with her makeup. <laughs> so like either way, I feel insecure going into those places. Uh, or so it's always like the cable companies and stuff at like Sam's club, um, they're always trying to get you to like switch. We just recently moved. Oh my God. Moving into a new house is a bitch because then all these door to door salesmen come. They want, they want to sell you fertilizer and they want to service your lawn and they want to do your alarm and your cable and your internet. And like, you know, and they're all like, they're so fake. Like, Oh, are you the king of the castle? Are you the queen? Where's the, are you the one that makes all the decisions? And I'm just like, there's not a right answer. Like they have a response for like every answer that you could say. And it ends up like at first they're like, Oh, we could do it. We could do this. And if you're like, I want to think about it. They're like, no, you can't think about it. This still only lasts 30 more seconds. Like while I'm standing here in front of you and then the deal will be no good. Yeah. That's how they bully you into doing stuff. Have you ever been on an all-inclusive trip somewhere? Uh, yeah, we went. I went to London and Paris, and it was all-inclusive. But did they make you do the thing where you they try to sell you like a timeshare or anything like that? No. Ugh, me and my husband on our honeymoon. We went to this beautiful, you know, all-inclusive resort in Cozumel. It was awesome. And, you know, I've heard that they tried it. It's not really a timeshare. It's more of like a travel, like, I don't really know how to explain it. But it's like, uh, it's not really a timeshare. You can make, you don't have to just go into one place. Like, it's basically, I, real, I don't even really know that it's any cheaper. You get into like, like this like exclusive group of hotels or whatever. And um, they basically do this presentation. And if you go to this presentation, they'll give you like $200 towards an excursion or whatnot. And so we're like, okay, well, we'll do it. They, you know, they tell you it's only going to be an hour. So, you know, we agreed to it. I mean, really, I don't think they were taking no for an answer. But anyways, so we go and this guy's like telling us all about his life. And, oh, he had a brain tumor. And now he's living his best life in Mexico and all this stuff. And he shows us all his travel pictures. And he just travels all the time. And, you know, and then he's like telling us about this resort and showing us the nicer rooms. Because, you know, we didn't get the nicer room. I my, my husband says I could stick a lump of coal up my ass and make a diamond because I'm so cheap. Um, and I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. But... Basically, they show you the nicer room, like a much nicer room. Like, oh, you could get this if you just join this vacation program or whatever. So, you know, like 90 minutes later, at two hours later, I mean, you're worn out at this point. You're like, all right, I'm ready to get the show on the fucking road. And he's, and we don't want to be mean to this guy. He's nice. He's a nice guy. This is his job, you know. 
but they don't take no for an answer. So they, they finally, at the very end, they sit you down. They're like, all right. So, you know, you could be a part of this, you know, exclusive vacation package or whatever. And, you know, all we need from you today is, you know, $18,000. And like, <laughs> uh, excuse me, what? I just got married and it pretty much this honeymoon went on my credit card, bud. Like, ain't going to happen. Like I am the wrong clientele like that you're after. Cause I ain't got 18 grand. So, you know, then they're like, okay, well, well, all right, we could, we could bump you down to the next level. And then all you'd need is, you know, 12 grand today, just 12 grand. I'm like, if I got 12 grand, I got 18 grand. Like I ain't got like, it's crazy. So then at the very end, like, they just keep on and on. Then they pull in this other guy and they're like, well, I'll let you talk to this other guy. We'll see what we can do if we can. And we just keep telling them no, like, no, no. But they won't take no for an answer. It's crazy. I don't recommend it. If you ever go to an all-inclusive resort and they ask you to do that, it ain't worth the $200. Did you get the 200 bucks? Yeah, we did. We used it to go deep sea fishing and I threw my guts up into the ocean because I got so sick. Oh my gosh. It yeah. Worth it at all. It wasn't worth it. Now my husband had a great time. He caught some cool fish, uh, mahi mahi. And then we took it back to the resort and they like cooked it for us. It was, it was pretty cool, but I threw my guts up into the ocean. I thought for sure I've been on cruises. I love the lake. Not the same thing. Not the same thing. I was so sick. It was freaking terrible. I'll never do it again. I wish I could. I don't know. I even took the medicine they were supposed to take. It was awful. Well, we're going um, to like a cabin. We bought our own honeymoon. We're going to a cabin. But um, my parents are giving us a trip to Ireland. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know you're supposed to go to Ireland. Yeah. We're supposed to go this year. But then the pandemic happened and all of that kind of stuff. And so we're going next year. But my mom was like, she was like, well, we should do a tour. And I'm like, no, I'm not going if we're doing a tour. I don't like tours. I don't want to be on a tour. I want to wake up when I wake up, go to bed when I want to go to bed and do whatever the fuck I want to do the whole time. Like, I don't want somebody to tell me you need to be up at 6am. And Is your mom going to listen up. to this podcast? Probably, but it's okay. There's a lot of cursing. That's uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so he, I finally talked her into not doing a tour. And so she has been talking to like this lady at a travel agency and this lady has been helping her like book these things and buy these passes and all of this kind of stuff. And so it should be good. It should be good. We're excited. We're ready to go. All right. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend Ireland. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard me mention it earlier. I've been twice. I'm basically half Irish. I did try to have an Irish child so that I could become a citizen. Didn't work, but you know. Um, yeah, you left I, me high and dry the first time you went to Ireland. I did try. No, that was, I'm pretty sure, the second time. I, I think when I met you, I had already been to Ireland once. I had for sure. Oh, maybe so. And then you were like, okay, well, um, I'm going to Ireland for two weeks. I'll see you when I get back. Hopefully it's all good. Yeah. And I was like, ha ha. But it was great. So, yeah. 
I mean, we're both here to tell about it. So the place didn't burn down. Um, Yeah. Highly recommend Ireland. Uh, It's great. So, but where, where are you going on your honeymoon? Um, We're going to Broken Bow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Broken Bow. I'm excited though. There's a bunch of new cool places to eat and our little cabin has a hot tub. And so I plan to stay in my PJs like the whole time and, or in a swimsuit. Yeah. Me and Drew went to Broken Bow, uh, whenever we first started dating and got a little cabin and it was so fun. Um, it's a great little area. It's really a fun time. And I what well, some of my friends just got married in broken bow and that was fun too, to go to, they have all kinds of beautiful cabins that I can't afford. Um, if, unless you go with like a group or maybe it's your honeymoon, then you can splurge. But I usually stay in, just like a mediocre cabin, you know, just got the basics, nothing fancy. I don't need anything fancy. A little more than Motel 6, all right? It's a little bit better than that, but maybe like not quite like, a, you know, a, a Hilton or anything like that. Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to travel. Some of them are expensive, though. I was like looking on there and some of them were crazy $275 a night and I'm like who the hell can afford that well yeah well yeah I've it's not even really about affording something I just feel like I can't justify that price to sleep when I you know you're gonna be like doing stuff during the day and stuff but uh have you have you been on a cruise I have not I get super seasick, so I'm kind of nervous to do a cruise. See, I loved – I did not get seasick on – I went um, on a cruise for my 30th birthday, and it was super fun time. But, okay, so one thing I did learn is that there's actually a morgue on all cruise lines, on all cruises, because, like, people die on cruises, and they can't just, like – pull that bitch over. They can't just okay. off the side. and <laughs> Right. So they have to have a place to put these bodies. So there's literally a morgue on a cruise ship, but could you imagine being on like a 12 day cruise and then you're like grandpa dies and then you just have to like sit there and what if it's your spouse? Like I heard a story. One of my friends <laughs> um, was on a cruise or his parents were on a cruise together. They were like celebrating their retirement or whatever. And like second night of the cruise his dad freaking has a heart attack and dies. Like that's a buzzkill for the rest of the cruise. Like, yeah. What do you do? Like that sucks. I don't know. Like, do they, do they allow you to have a funeral on the cruise too? No. So you don't have, what basically happened is at the next port, they let her off and like they flew her in the body home. You know, that's expensive. Oh God. Yeah. I think I would be like, okay, well we're going to wait until we get back to Texas. And then I'm just going to rent me an F two fifty and <laughs> throw them in the back and uh, put them on ice and you know, we'll limp along till we get home. Yeah. Right. That's too expensive. Hopefully, you would think the cruise line would, like, 
pay for it, right? Like they should, I feel like. I mean, it's not like you planned it. Not like you planned it, but also like I feel like I would want some compensation on like a new cruise to go on. I mean, I don't think if I think if my spouse died on a cruise, I would probably never go on another cruise again. Right. Like second time's a charm, third time's a charm, like Yeah, I probably wouldn't probably wouldn't want to go on another cruise if that happened. It would kind of ruin ruin it for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, so I guess we can wrap this uh, wrap this episode up, um, and hopefully we'll have some better and gooder content. Gooder, gooder content <laughs> um, for our next episode. We plan on releasing weekly episodes, um, and they won't just all be just like this. But basically, you know, we it's like. Two friends chatting on the phone, doing a little chitty chatting. Yeah, and like I know we talked about it, but I think some of our episodes are going to be more like free range, kind of like this one, and then other ones would be um, more like um, of an agenda, mm-hmm. right? Structured. Yeah. Just so it's not all over the place, but we're excited, and we are learning so yeah be our friend give us a follow subscribe and uh we will see and talk to you guys next week i guess we won't see you uh but we'll we'll talk talk. well and we'll not talk to you we'll talk uh yeah i don't know (laughs) screwed the screwed the pooch on that one we'll talk and you'll listen next week join us Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right.